Namaste, Howlers, and welcome to another episode of Chip and Andy's Doubt, Joe. I am Chip, he's Andy. What's up uh, tonight, Andy? I'm doing the intro wrong and we're just running with it now. This is the third fucking take. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs) Yep, doing good. (laughs) This is what happens when you do four podcasts in three days. Oh, you should be used to it by now, Chip. (laughs) (laughs) I, I should be. And hell, I don't even run. Uh, yeah, I, I've gotten to go back and back into the back seat on knuckleballer. I don't have to do that intro anymore. Oh, oh, Sean, Sean's back, back end full time then. <laughs> Sean's back in full time, part time. Yeah. No, he's actually. <laughs> okay. I think he's missed one, maybe two. Hmm. But. Um. No, he he he's be- he he seems more uh, into it right now. Of course, I, I think it's the, I think the summer is what uh, screws him up. Mm. So he's a busy guy. He is a busy, <laughs> busy guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Two shows, uh, DJing, a full time job, and a dad. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. God help him. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so, um, all right. So this is Chip and Andy's Dojo, and we are talking about uh, episode eleven of Iron Fist, the one that uh, Andy's. Jesus, I couldn't remember your name. I almost called you uh, Allie, Eli, <laughs> or Ryan. Um, uh, this is the one where. Eli, yeah, there, there I go. This is the one that Andy is, has already retitled, the one where nothing happens. But yep. <laughs> do we have? There wasn't that much in the way of news this week, was there? Uh, I mean, a couple of things. Like, I, I don't know if there's any Twitter things because I'm still having Twitter issues. All right, I'm looking. Thanks to, thanks to shitty Twitter updates, but yeah, um, there's a couple of things that I picked up tonight though. Um, Mike Coulter, Coulter has uh, promised that. There is going to be some kind of Heroes for Hire type arc with Iron Fist and Luke Cage season two. Okay. So I'm 100 percent in flat. Like they should totally do that as the back half of the season and like have it end with them going, okay, we need an office, we need to do this full time, and then there should be no more Iron Fist, no more Luke Cage, and just Heroes for Hire. And then you've solved the, all the problems of both shows. <laughs> And made a real, com- and you're gonna make a real compelling show that is, hundred uh, percent worthwhile to watch. Well, I mean, Iron Fist is Maybe. all right, and Luke Cage was all right. I think when you get when you combine them both together, it becomes good, which Maybe. is the minimum, at least the minimum standard for uh, for Marvel at this point. It, <laughs> and humans is not it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's a good move. And, and I'm sure they'll they'll see it in the ratings and whatnot as well. That they'll they'll get a bump from that if they do that. Depends what they, how the whole streaming thing works out though for next year. What was that? I'm sorry, I was reading uh, it, one of the things. It depends how the streaming thing works out for next year though. True. It could all be moving over to uh, Disney streaming. Disney streaming, yeah, whatever they call that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's, that's what the fan, that's what we want to see. We want to see Power Man and Iron Fist. Hmm. 
Uh, other news, um, Inhumans is tanking. <laughs> tanking hard, according to the ratings. It's... It's rough. Mm-hmm. Very rough. <laughs> I mean, we're what? What is it? Three, four episodes in now? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a rough one. I, th- I think we spoke about it a bit on 42 last night, but uh, it, it's unfortunate that Gifted has come out at the same time as it and been a vastly superior show. I don't think it would have mattered. I mean, there are so I many don't think, no. good hero shows on that, mm. unfortunately... Uh, my my wife mistook. Uh, we were telling her, well, you know, she's looking to get some stuff off of our DVR because it's almost full. Hmm. And I said, well, you can get rid of Inhumans. She goes, what? <laughs> I meant the old episodes, not the new ones. <laughs> so we, uh, but yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I think we've decided we're probably only doing one episode. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's certainly, the, as far as it's gone so far, I think we can discuss everything we need to discuss about it in probably one episode. Probably be a, quite a long episode, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we can do it and do it in one. Yeah, but that means we've got to watch all eight again. Like, together. Yeah, I don't know that we necessarily need to do that. (laughs) I don't know that we necessarily need to do that. That's just the way I am. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll do two. Well, anyway, we'll we'll, we'll see when the when the show like actually finishes. Because I mean, you never know. The back half of it may be better. I don't think so, but it may be. But certainly, certainly by far, so far the weakest of all of the MCU things, including the one shots and all the Netflix shows and all the TV shows and even Agent Carter season two. It's by far the weakest. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame because I mean it's got a good premise and like good characters and whatnot, but they just haven't done the right things with them, and it's not really a. The feeling of the actors part either. But anyway, we'll talk about all that when we do our Inhumans episode. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, okay, so the the last thing that I've got here is uh, that there's been a rumour that uh, apparently the scrolls are going to be showing up in uh, X-Men... Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I read. I saw this. That doesn't make sense. What? No, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, if they were going to show up in fan- a Fantastic Four movie, that I mean, that kind of makes sense. But not an X Men movie. The Scrolls are not associated with X Men. Keep them away from that. <laughs> um, but I, I think it just kind of goes. Uh, it speaks to the the fact that. We've talked about before that we reckon that the scrolls as a property are kind of a shared thing. Yeah, yeah. As as far as we can tell from the the vagaries that uh, that everyone speaks about, and I think this is kind of like a confirmation of that. And I think that the reason that they're doing this is because Marvel is using like Marvel, the, well, the MCU is using them. They're like, oh well, we'll just use them as well. 
they're like, oh, people seem to like this idea. Let's mm-hmm. use that. And I think that's why they're doing it. <laughs> because, I mean, the Dark Phoenix saga, like, which is what this movie is based on, has absolutely nothing to do with Skrulls, does it? Uh, as, as far as I can not remember. Not really. I don't even remember them being mentioned in it whatsoever. Well, I mean, some of their space stuff, maybe. Like when they ha- hang out with the Star Jammers. Yeah, and I mean, the, like the Dark Phoenix saga is like a there's a bit of it in space, but I don't ever remember Skrulls being involved whatsoever. But anyway, apparently that's uh, the Skrulls are going to be involved in it in some way. Now we do know the Skrulls are going to be in the MCU and the and Captain Marvel, and they'll be introduced there. I'll be interested to see which of these movies comes out first and which one of them does the Skrulls better. And whether or not the design is the same. Because, like, if the design's the same, like, how does that work out for the, the universe? Mm. Is it the same universe or is it parallel universe or what is going on? Are they trying to combine the universes by doing this? I mean, that that's an interesting thought. It could be. Or, or it could be... You know, I'm still thinking that uh, somewhere in Avengers 4, uh, the universes collide. I mean, that that would be pretty mind-blowing, to be honest. Like, I think we would find out about that before the movie came out, though. I don't think they could keep that secret. In fact, there's no way to keep it secret. I mean, if you end up with, like, not, not even Hugh Jackman because he's retired, but, like, if you end up with, like, James McAvoy, like, spotted on set, people are going to twig to that instantly. They'll be like, yeah, this, something's going down here. But I, I think that we will find out the title for Avengers 4 at the end of Avengers 3. Mm. There'll be there'll be the post credits teaser and it will show something and it will and then they'll have the the flash card. Uh, the Avengers will return in Avengers, whatever. Avengers versus X Men. It could be. Could be. Which would be cool. I mean, that was a comic book storyline, which was actually not bad. It was a lot of like just fighting. It was kind of like a, reading a comic book that was like a a video game, like a fighting video game, like mm-hmm. a Street Fighter. Or like Marvel vs. Capcom type thing, or uh, Injustice, well, if you will, um, where it was just all the Marvel people fighting against each other, kind of like that. Entertaining though. But if they could do like a decent story and whatnot, then they could they could do it. And if X Men Dark Phoenix is taking the uh, X Men to space and they're interacting with scrolls and you, you don't know how their universe can be affected by things like that. So we'll see if they mash them all together. I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. But that that's all the news I had. Okay. Um, I got a couple here, and I want to thank uh, Tim Hernandez and uh, James Warren for uh, hitting us up with a ton of uh, news this week. <laughs> um. First of all, there, the Punisher got a new logo. Yeah, I don't consider that news. Okay, it's a new logo, yeah. but um, but 
I don't know. It, it's, it doesn't really say anything about the show, and it still doesn't give us an air date. So, okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> you know, originally, uh, it was not supposed... Hulk wasn't supposed to be in Thor Ragnarok, and it wasn't supposed to be Planet Hulk, but they decided when they were trying to come up with uh, a storyline, uh, Chris Helmsworth wanted some of his buddies in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were trying to come up with a storyline. And, you know, uh, Joss Whedon had been saying, no, he didn't go into the Hulk did not go into space. He denied it for a year. And then they decided, "Okay, he went into space. (laughs) But I mean, we we always thought it was him like floating up above Earth's atmosphere. It was blue sky. Mm hmm. Or like up high somewhere anyway. So. Mm. Um, I, you know, I just can't wait. It's going to be an awesome, it's going to be an awesome movie and November 3rd or 4th can't get here quick enough for me. It, I mean, it's probably the smartest decision that they made with the, with that movie. Like putting the whole kind of because it seems to have like energized the movie and energized the Thor franchise, which was not in a good way after Thor: The Dark World. I mean, Thor is a, is a decent character, and like the first Thor movie was very, very good, and then the second one was horrifically bad. Like in terms of the horrifically uh, bad is maybe, maybe that's a, maybe that's kind of a strong plot, but in terms of like you look at the quality of the other like MCU movies, it is down near the bottom of the pile. Like. Mm-hmm. You and I disagree on the worst ones, but but I mean, like Thor Ragnarok is it, mm. if it's it's if it's not the worst one, it's like the second or third worst out of all the movies. I mean, it's certainly down there. Uh, and the only really redeeming part is like the Captain America cameo and Loki, and that's it. All the rest of it is just not good. Bad story, bad villain, boring movie. Good effects and whatnot, but uh, yeah. Uh, this one looks completely different, though. Absolutely, totally opposed from that movie. And they've got the Hulk in it. They've they've brought in, like... They've basically made the Ghostbusters if Thor was in it. <laughs> I, 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 Which is I'm what, not going to go Ghostbusters, but... Yeah, he but I mean that's what the trailers look like. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm totally fine with. Like Team Thor, like that's cool. I'm fine with that. Like I mean, you look at the TV shows. Like you've got Team Arrow, Team Flash. Like these kind of team dynamics based around this one superhero sort of thing. These work well for these type of characters. Uh, so I can't. I honestly can't wait to see it. The trailers have looked brilliant. I've kind of, I've stopped. I've definitely stopped watching any of the footage that they keep putting out because they keep putting footage out like mm-hmm. every day. It's like mm-hmm. new footage from Thor Ragnarok, like two seconds of new footage from like the Chinese trailer or or whatever new trailer has come out around the world. And you're like, no, I don't need to see it. <laughs> and it's all like they keep short. Like I keep seeing these news stories. It's like, oh, new footage from the Hulk versus Thor fight. I'm like, I don't want to see that. Like, I know they're going to fight, and, like, I've seen the lead-up to the fight from the first trailer. I don't need to see any more of the fight. Like, I'm happy to just wait and see the fight in the movie. 
Yes. Totally but, agree. How long? How long is it? The movie's out like a week or something. No. Well, for us, it's November third. Oh, l- let me check the the date over here. Mm. <laughs> We're in the UK. We're so much better. Twenty mm-hmm. fourth uh, of October. So you five suck. days. <laughs> you suck. To, to be fair, I'm not going to get to see it until at least the 28th, 29th. 29th, probably. Yeah, I'm... I w- well, actually, I meant to get tickets. I'm trying to keep trying to get a hold of my mom to see if she's free. I think we're going November 4th. Nice. So, so I'll, I'll, I should see it like a week before you. And then, then, then uh, I'll get to see it again at, uh, when I'm on my uh, Disney cruise because there's the Marvel Day at Sea. Oh, nice. So, and uh, that day they're just uh, marathoning Marvel movies all day. Hmm. So. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe you could finally get to see the Incredible Hulk chip. Maybe. Because that's the only one you've not seen. <laughs> True. That, that I mean, you know, we're we're out at sea for like uh, two or three days before we uh, get to anywhere fun. So, mm. um, I'm gonna, you know, but uh, I'm bringing the Nintendo Switch, an iPad mm-hmm. uh, loaded, well, loaded up with as many comic books as I can take, which is twelve. Um, <laughs> Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. But uh, I will, um, I, I will have Wi-Fi on the boat. I pay, I pay the money for the Wi-Fi, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, and then I'm, I'm hoping to. I think I'm gonna download a copy of Ready Player One, so I have a book, hmm. and maybe an actual uh, analog book just in case. Nice. So here's an interesting story about it kind of is about the Hulk and his three movie story arc that starts with Thor. Okay. And uh, uh, they're saying anything is possible. We're taking Mark. We were talking to Mark about his role in the movie and trying to get him excited and getting him to agree to this movie. I did potentially did pitch to him a potential sort of three-movie arc for the character starting with this, and that it, that is what we ended up doing. Now, I won't say where it goes, but it's the continuing evolution of the relationship between Banner and the Hulk, and you mm. see a side of it here. There's a great line uh, that Banner says. It's different this time. Usually it feels like we both have a hand on the wheel, but this time he was driving and I was locked in the trunk. Hmm. So, and you know, there's they're kind of uh, guessing could this lead to uh, the Gray Hulk, Joe Fixit style Hulk? I just don't see that in the Avengers movies, though. I don't see how you bring uh, Joe Fixit into um, an Avengers movie. They, they won't make him gray. They, I mean, they'll make the Hulk. I think we've seen him speak a little bit in some of the trailers for Thor. But uh, I think it's more along the lines of thematically closer to that. Like, so the Hulk will 
become not smart, but he'll be able to like not just be angry all the time. He'll be able to sit and have a conversation with the other guys. Don't know, we'll see how that pans out. But I mean, like they're doing, in- they seem to be doing interesting things with the Hulk and probably doing the best they can within the confines of their agreement with Universal. Yeah. So, here's a hint on uh, uh, Avengers Four. Mm-hmm. There is a casting call out for mourners. <laughs> mourners looking for men and women uh, over the age of 18 all ethnicities to portray mourners especially looking for good character looks and expressive faces this will be photoed <laughs> selected by the film's director size restrictions men no larger than a 44 coat women dress size <laughs> 0 to 8 new faces only new faces only okay so they okay so they don't want anyone that's already been in the universe. No. Right. Or in... Yeah. Oh, where is this? Because we could do this, Chip. Georgia. Do that's too far away. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's too far away for you as well, isn't it? Uh, that's a plane ride. Mm. Free- Freeman could do it. He's... Freeman's he's a few hours that. away. Yeah. But yeah, the mourners, uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, they're going to be a funeral of some kind. I mean, we had funerals in other movies before. And, like, it doesn't always mean that our main character is going to die. No, but somebody's dying. It could, it could be, like, anyone's funeral. But, like, uh, in Civil War, there's a funeral in that. I'm sure there's other funerals in, it, but I can't, in, in the MCU, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, they, didn't they have a Fury funeral? Well, they certainly had a grave. I don't know when I necessarily ever saw the funeral, though. Because didn't it say, like, on his gravestone, it was like, badass motherfucker? Maybe. I think it did. I'm sure it did. Right in if I'm wrong, but I'm sure it did. It's been a while since I've seen uh, Winter Soldier. But yeah, mourners. Cool. <laughs> um, news from the Ant-Man front. Pictures show uh, Hank Pym going undercover in new set photos. Oh, maybe, maybe it could be Hank Pym's funeral. In Avengers 4. <laughs> yes! I've solved it. Okay, cool. We can, we can celebrate that. Uh, the pictures do show Hank Pym wearing an FBI jacket, suggesting that Pym has to go undercover at one point. Fans are still hoping he gets into the soup at, suit at one point, which could be a lot of fun for actor Michael Douglas. No. No, don't do it. <laughs> Just kill him. Like, he needs to go away. <laughs> Just, just he's just ruining the legacy of Hank Pym. Just leave him alone, send him away, put him out to pasture, and just leave it to Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is fine. Uh, 
else we got here? I've I've sort of read. I I thought we kind of covered this this week. Uh, uh, this is on the future, the phase four future of uh, of uh, the MCU. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says. Let's see. Uh, that uh, okay. There is three quotes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, read Kevin Feige's quotes and not the static around them. It's the end of one long story and the beginning of another. And one of the films that will kickstart the news, the news story, will be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, no, the conclusion of the Guardians teams, the Guardians teams story will be in volume three. Mm, okay. So that means that, uh, and, you know, people are taking this to mean that, so there's already talk of a Guardians four? Of course there is. I mean, <laughs> the, the franchise is huge. Of course there, there uh, I mean, they might not have confirmed it yet, like, and, like, walk the actors in for the, like, a contract or a deal or whatever, but of course it's on, it's on the docket. They're like, it's in pencil. They are just waiting for Guardians 3 to come out and be good and successful, and then they'll go, yeah, Guardians 4 confirmed, mm-hmm. boom, there you go. So they, they've got an overarching story arc planned for that, for that franchise for years to come. Which is, I mean, it's a good franchise, so they should, totally should. Mm-hmm. Kim Feige is the absolute master of spinning double top, though. Like, every single thing that he says in every single interview gets picked apart by, by these comic oh, book he, websites. Yeah, and, I like, mean, there's a news story about every single thing that he says. Like, oh, it's yeah. it's genius the way he's done it. The way, he's, the way he talks about things. and uh, Absolute genius. Very, very smart man. Like he doesn't get enough credit for that. I know he like he obviously gets credit for pulling the MCU together and like making the the shared universe and everything like that. But like his PR spin is incredible. The way he can make people make whole articles about almost nothing is genius. Well, these people are desperate for uh, cl- uh, clickbait. Ec- <laughs> so. It'll be interested, interesting. But yeah, I think until we find out what Avengers Four is called, we can't really work out what Phase Four is going to be about. There's no way to really know like what direction it takes or anything. I mean, I mean, how long was it? How long ago was it they did that uh, Marvel event where they announced this the Phase Three slate? Oh, it had to be two or three years ago. I mean, we've been talking about it forever. Yeah, I mean, I think it may be even longer than that. <laughs> so here's the actual quote that uh, James Gunn said uh, regarding Guardians 3. It will mm-hmm. take place after the next two Avengers movie, and it will help set up the next 10, 20 years of Marvel movies. It's mm-hmm. really going to expand the cosmic universe. We're going to be setting up new characters. It will be the last movie of this version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. 
So I mean, they could they could do anything after that. Though they could spin out like everything. Yeah, so that that event, uh, that event with the when the phase three slate was announced was three years ago, mm-hmm. almost to the date, like three years ago, and uh, next week. Wow, it's been October. that long. Yeah, so like October, uh, it just tail end of October, so like October twenty eighth. 2014 that outside of that day or the day before um but yeah they announced like captain america civil war and black panther and uh guardians volume 2 doctor strange all all that and the avengers infinity war part one and part two that's now one movie yeah oh and uh and uh cat the uh, captain marvel obviously as well and thor ragnarok and uh a little movie called inhumans <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is not coming out anymore. <laughs> They've still got that article on their website as well. Inhumans to populate the big screen in 2018. <laughs> yeah, no, didn't happen. It's funny. But yeah, uh, oh, Black Panther got a, a new trailer. Did you see it? I did not get a chance to watch it yet. Have you? It, yeah, I did. It, it was pretty cool. Um, they showed him doing a lot of superheroing, and uh, I was quite impressed. Like, I'm, I'm going to see it. It's It looks better than I thought it was going to look, and it probably looks better than it has any right to look as well. I, I mean, I was just amazed by the original trailer. Yeah, I mean, the original trailer was great as well. I mean, this one is kind of more of the same, to be honest. But, I mean, the, the movie looks great. The uh, it, Black Panther's, like, his own solo comic books are, again, one of those ones that I'm not the biggest fan of. Mm. Same with, like, Doctor Strange and whatnot. But if they can take the right elements from that and like kind of weed out the the fluff and the kind of less interesting parts of it then they can make a good movie out of it oh and i just i've just seen an advert here uh next to an article about this black panther (laughs) trailer and poster uh, the lego marvel superheroes 2 season pass chip Oh, includes geez. content inspired by the films Black Panther, Avengers, Infinity War, and Ant Man and the Wasp. Which means I'm going to need does. to buy it. That means I'm going to need to buy it and not play it. <laughs> <laughs> A couple other things, real quick. Um, one was Marvel The Defenders is one of the most binge watched shows on Netflix. Oh, okay. I didn't, didn't realise it was as popular as that. Do you, you know, over here, a lot of people that I've spoken to about it have either, like, watched it and, like, went, oh, yeah, it's quite good. I liked it. Or or gone, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. So th- this is interesting, actually. The Netflix ser- series Marvel's Defenders has just been put in the top 20 most binge-watched Netflix original series in the last, in the first 24 hours. An incredible feat seeing as None of the other, none of the other Marvel Netflix shows even cracked the top twenty. Oh, okay. So, well, but it's shorter though. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I, I assume that by binge watching, they mean like 
people like basically started watching it and then watched the whole thing right through. Right. The only in the first twenty four hours, the only other two, it, it's the third most watched show. It hmm. lost to Fuller House and Gilmore Girls. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you know, I wish Netflix was more open about their, their numbers and stuff like that. And, uh, I'm sure I've said this before, but like I wish that it would Netflix would tell me my own viewing figures as well. Like, oh, how many times have I watched like seasons of a show, or how many times have I watched like certain episodes of a show? I think we watched like I think we watched I think we did like two a night hmm. for three nights, and then. Finished off the last two a little later. So. Well, that that means there's probably hope for a season two of Defenders. Because it hasn't yeah, been announced yeah. yet. I mean, yes, you can tell me, yes, obviously, Chip, there's going to be a season two of, of Defenders. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's just what you say. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh... Yeah, I'll uh, believe it when I see it. <laughs> oh, they did. Uh, they they did uh, break it down for the UK separately. By the way, mm-hmm. this. Uh, uh, but it is only the is the top twenty eight Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. So like, it doesn't include any of the any of the content that they've licensed from other places. These are only their Netflix original shows. Uh, but so in in. Like you said, number one, two, three is like Gilmore Girls, Full House, and then The Defenders, and uh, that's worldwide. But in the UK, number one is The Defenders. Wow. So you you guys are letting the site down over there. <laughs> so uh, a, couple, a couple others. We have a di- we have a day for Cloak and Dagger. Oh, okay. It's Thursday. It's been a bit quiet on this recently. Thursday, this Thursday? No, it doesn't say what Thursday. Oh, but it'll oh be it's going to be on Thursdays. And this is on Freeform, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 2018. Okay. But it's going to be uh, part of their Thursday night lineup. Cool. And Haley Atwell is hanging... Hanging out in Georgia. Maybe she is going to be one of the mourners. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a flashback morning scene. She just she posted a a a thing on her Instagram and it just says "sunny afternoon in Georgia" and with and it's a she's like at a bistro with a copy of "Gone with the Wind." And a really mm. awesome looking latte. Nice. Which the, yeah, and that's where the <laughs> and is that where that's where they're shooting yep. Avengers in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Flashback. Standards. And, <laughs> and apparently, there's a new uh, Daredevil season three uh, trailer or teaser hinting at Daredevil's funeral. And I think we should uh, not say anything more about that for fear of any spoilers from other things. Well, I mean, if they're showing it in the 
in the yeah i mean okay i mean if they're showing you you know you know why (laughs) yeah i mean they need to address some of the things that happened Mm, elsewhere mm, true so but let's not say any more about it just in case people haven't got that far yet because we haven't got that far in terms of talking about it yet true Yeah. I, I can't wait to rewatch the Defenders. But yeah. right now, me, me too. We're we're re rewatching Iron Fist. And, Slowly but surely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight's episode is de- entitled "The One Where Nothing Happens." Yeah, if uh, if Ali was here, he would call it the Fly episode. Which is a reference to Breaking Bad, where I can't remember what season it was, but there was an episode where all it was was about them trying to catch or kill a fly that was in their lab. (laughs) Fans of Breaking Bad might remember this, and I liked the episode, but Ali hated it, and uh, when he rewatched it with his missus, uh, they skipped that episode entirely, and he's like, yeah, you don't need to see this one. All they did was they, they caught a fly. Uh, like next episode, <laughs> that's kind of what this one's like. But like that fly episode, I did like. And this episode was okay, but it not a lot had did happen. So let's run through what did happen in it. Sure. <laughs> for for what it's worth, and um, so season one, episode eleven of Iron Fist, which is called "Lead Horse Back to Stable." Lead horse back to stable, or led horse back to stable, depending on. Uh, how you want to pronounce that. <laughs> I guess, yeah, alright. But I, th- I assume it's lead. Um, so we first of all, we see a, f- a flashback in Kunlun. Uh, Davos finds Danny passed out outside a cave with a fresh Iron Fist tattoo and, and a glowing Iron Fist. This is him just gotten the, the power of the Iron Fist and we find out that he survived the trial of Shao Lao. And uh, Davos tells them that together they will be protectors of Kunlun. It's their destiny and all, all this sort of nonsense. Um, back in the present day, though, Danny can't focus his chi enough to be able to summon the Iron Fist. He's too distracted by what's happened in the last episode and Colleen's betrayal and then helping him, and he's all confused and confuzzled by that. Uh, Davos does tell Danny that uh, Lei Kung is. Or sorry, Lagoon is pissed off at him for abandoning his post as the Iron Fist because he's supposed to be the guy that's the protector of Kunlun and he's just ran away to New York, basically. Uh, Lagoon is the, the Thunderer. Mm-hmm. And Danny smashes uh, Davos's phone. <laughs> because uh, they might, uh, the hand might be able to track him with it. Davos is like, okay, Danny, smash my phone. Why don't you? It's fine. I don't need it anyway. Davos just accepts it. He doesn't get angry. No. Not really. No, not at all. He's very centred. and uh, Unlike Danny, Danny has uh, shown his anger quite a, quite a lot in the series for like such a, a calm, chi-focused type dude. He, he's got angry quite a lot. Uh, Davos does say in amongst us though that uh, the path won't be open for long and that if they miss uh, if they miss it being open they won't be able to return to Kunlun for many years. Now this brings up uh, something that we've spoken about earlier on in in our coverage of this 
how long has the path been open for at this point? Exactly, and that's (laughs) one of the biggest plot holes. Yes. He came through Uh, six months ago. What do you mean it's going to be years? Give it an hour, it'll open again. (laughs) But I mean, has it been open for... Has it been open for six months or like does it does it come to like I think it's like maybe ten or thirteen years or something like that is supposed it's supposed to be that it, the path is open once every ten or thirteen years because that's how, roughly how long it was between like the the crash mm-hmm. and like now now sort of time like ten somewhere between ten and thirteen years and but does the path stay open for like a year like what's the deal with that or does it stay open for just like this is when it's open and it's like is there some kind of weird time anomaly thing going on there I don't know but it seems to be open for a very long time like it's yeah. got to have been six months Yeah. like since Danny left and and if it only comes once every like 10-13 years then yeah it's been open for six months so why is it why is it taking Davos so long to, to get here mm-hmm you know, when he when he knew where Danny was, thanks to the internet, as he so helpfully told us. So, God, the internet's great, Danny, just like you said. And he's known where Danny was, and he came and he found Danny easily. Um, the, what, the interesting thing is as well, though, like, if Danny was, like, in the know about the internet and whatnot, and Davos has a phone, you would assume that Danny had access to the internet when he was at Kunlun and he had a phone and whatnot, because they've clearly spoken about it before. Remember in, like, the first episode... When Danny it, borrows the homeless guy's phone. Right. And he's like Googling himself and Googling Harold and, and whatnot. Mm. Like, why would he? He would have done this before. He would have done this. Like, the first time he got access to the internet, he would have Googled his own name and Googled all the rest of the things that he knew to see what was the deal with what was happening in, in, uh, in New York. And, and wh- that's why probably, did Davos, probably why he came uh... back. Like tweet him, or you know, friend him on Facebook, <laughs> or uh, you know, call him up. Send and say, an Yo, email bitch, to get his... back to your post. Yeah, send an email to yeah. his his company email address that he would one hundred percent have as soon as he started at Rand. Exactly. Drand at rand dot com. Right. There you go. This is his email address. Send him an email. <laughs> or his Twitter handle, the the useless hobo. <laughs> but but yeah, so it kind of opens reference, but uh... <laughs> but I mean, it kind of opens up more plot holes for things that happened earlier in the season when when they're talking about this. You're like, you, you know, you've not really thought some of the script out here and what they're talking about. Like, I can see why they've they've included this to show that Davos is like up on what's been happening with Danny, like well, when since he's been back. But then it opens up your other issues with Danny, like. Why did he not know about all these things before he came to New York? And like, I would have thought that this would have been the reason that he came to New York because he found out about the company and whatnot, like kind of having some dodgy dealings and stuff going on. But anyway, that's by the by, and probably worth a longer discussion when when we complete the series and uh, analyze it as a whole. But yeah, so Davos is the path will be open for very long. Uh, Danny kind of thinks that his duty as the Iron Fist is basically to take down the hand. Um, however, Davos is very quick to remind him that no, no, the Iron Fist's duty is to guard the entrance to Kunlun. Like, this is where you should be at all times. You should never leave your post. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like uh, the the guards at Buckingham Palace, that sort of thing. That that's, seems to be his role. 
the protector role, who's just there to uh, deter any would-be uh, intruders from coming to Conlon. It's... Obviously, if the hand comes and attacks them, then, then he will fight them. Right. But he's not supposed to be the guy that goes off and chases after them. It's like uh, that uh, the U.S. Marine that deserted his post, Bergdorf or whatever, and they got mm-hmm. captured by the Taliban for five years. Yep. This is what happens when you leave your post. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Danny does say, though, that once uh, once the hand is done and dealt with, there will be nothing left for him here. So he will go back to Kunlun with Davos, because Davos has basically like, come here to take him back to, to Kunlun. Um, and uh, Davos asks him about, uh, the, well, who was that girl that like kind of helped us there uh, in, the, uh, in the hand's place? And Danny says, oh, no one important. <laughs> that's cold as fuck like <laughs> you'd think he would tell his buddy about it like to confide in him and be like yeah like I I was dating her and then I found out she was the hand and now like I'm all conflicted about it and like what's your advice like you're my buddy tell like give me some advice I need a shoulder to, to talk to here but no he's just like no one <laughs> like okay <laughs> she's a traitorous but- bitch well, yeah, but you'd think he would want to talk to his like his best buddy about it. Maybe he's not ready yet. And at least tell him, well, at least we knocked boots. Yeah, and, he, and he'll give him a high five. <laughs> and then punch him in the face because she's a, a member of the hand. <laughs> Score, dude! <laughs> she's a what? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Colleen then goes back to her dojo where uh, Bakudo is obviously waiting for her and she explains that, yeah, she went looking for Danny but couldn't find him. Uh, Bakudo's obviously pissed off at Colleen um, and she's pissed off at him because she basically made him, uh, made her betray Danny who she's like got feelings for and whatnot. But she she didn't really want to be lying to Danny. She Obviously, we saw that a couple of episodes ago that she wanted to like come clean to Danny earlier than she uh, and then she eventually did but I don't think it would have made any difference he'd have still been just as pissed off as, <laughs> as he ends up being and um, Bukuro does mention like uh, about like the good work that they're doing and like they're getting their students from like uh, being disadvantaged and uh, they're bringing them through going through the training programs and whatnot and they're getting them like into decent jobs and whatnot um, he mentions like there's people working in hospitals and uh, assistants to like powerful politicians things like that. Now that kind of makes me think that he's just like positioning them yep, in exactly. useful positions yeah. <laughs> for his sleeper own agents. ends down the line. Exactly, yeah, sleeper agents for like other things down the line. But she kind of doesn't. She kind of doesn't see that yet. So we can see it because we can see the bigger picture. But uh, but she can't see that. He does mention that one of these people was uh, was orphaned during the incident, uh, i.e. The, the Battle of New York, which is a callback to the uh, the first Avengers movie. And it bugs me that they don't call it the Battle of New York, because that's what it was. And I mean, I would say that that's vague enough to be able to say that rather than say the incident. Well, but that's... They have been calling it that since yep. Daredevil, Daredevil Season 1, Episode 1, so... Yep. 
that's what they've chosen to call it here. Fair enough. It's got to be some type of licensing thing. Bizarre. <laughs> Same with, like, they don't mention the name of the, the Hulk or uh, Captain America or all that sort of stuff. Even though they can mention it in S.H.I.E.L.D. Very strange. Anyway, the uh, Bakura does also mention that the hand needs the iron fist. But what do you need him for? <laughs> Why do you need him? Are you going to tell us, Bakura? No, you're not. You're not, not ever going to tell us. Not in this show. Well, I mean, and this has been, you know, I mean, even Madame Gao is after the Iron Fist, but we have no idea why. I mean, we get it's the immortal weapon and whatnot, and I can understand that if they were able to use him, uh, like, to fight for them. Uh, that made sense for me why he, why Bakuro would want to recruit him into, like, his army, mm. like because he's a powerful warrior. But now it's come to the point where he uh, there's no way that he'll ever be able to be recruited. That can't happen now because he's been betrayed by Colleen. Like he is, that was their only chance to get him in with them, and now it will never happen because he's so burned against them by that. So why do they still need him? Like at this point, he is their enemy. Like they would want to be taking him out. So why do they need him? Mm. Mm. No, I don't know. I don't oh. think the sh- I don't think the writers knew. <laughs> The writers maybe, never. Maybe, maybe the writers of another show knew. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So the and basically yeah, Bakuro tells uh, Colleen that when she finds Danny or like phone me basically, come and tell me, come tell me where he is. Yeah, I would then see Claire. That's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we then see Claire reading. Uh, I think this was him given. Uh, this was Bakuro given Colleen one last chance to like redeem herself because obviously she let him out and he clearly knows that. So just he's kind of given her like one last chance to go. Okay, like prove yourself loyal to the hand. So this is her like final chance to to st- stay in the hand essentially. Um, so yeah, we, we then see Claire reading some books about healing and whatnot. So she's trying to read up on like different different ways of healing people and things, uh, mythical things that she's heard of and and whatnot. And uh, Danny and Davos come to visit her for healing. Handily. I love Davos. I mean, just the way he looks. Mm. Yeah, he's I mean, he's got this. I'm gonna. He's got this kind of sad dog. Uh, I'm gonna bite you. Look to him throughout. You mm-hmm. know, he's just there, gro- you know, sort of growling at you every time you see it, him. I think it's because he doesn't really want to be there. Like, I mean, his his mission that he's come on. I don't know that he's necessarily been sent there to get Danny, or if he's just decided, right, I'm going to get Danny to come back because we need him here. Like back in Kinlan. Um but but yeah, he's I think he kind of thought that when he came there, like Danny would see him and go, Okay, sorry, my bad, I ran away, I'm coming back now. Like you've reminded me of my duties, I'll 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 come back with you. And that hasn't really happened, like these Davos has just kinda of ended up getting involved with this and dragged along as Danny's like second. Well, he is Danny's second. He is Well he he, he, he is but he doesn't want to be here. Well, yeah, he doesn't want to be there, that's for sure. But, I mean, he is Danny's uh, uh, minion, for lack of a better word. Um, He's there to, 
you know, and he's he, he's been sidekick. sent to bring him back. Sidekick. Is, yeah, sidekick. Sidekick's the word. Yeah. yeah. Um, not not minion. <laughs> I think minion kind of downplays him a bit because he's a he's a like a powerful warrior. Like he is a very very good and skilled fighter. Uh, like on par with Danny, but Danny has the Iron Fist powers. Yeah. So I would I would say sidekick definitely rather than okay. uh, rather than minion. <laughs> I like minion. <laughs> I used to have a minion. <laughs> Um, B-, B team staff council? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, actually, um, she was a trainee that I had, and uh, you know, taught her the job. And then when we did the uh, the Borderlands thing at PAX East, hmm. they gave out uh, really nice Borderlands hockey jerseys, uh-huh. and on the back it said Minion. Nice. <laughs> I brought it. In. I, I brought it in and gave it to her as a present. <laughs> nice. That she actually like likes hockey. I'm sure she like kept it as a night shirt or whatever. Okay. Okay. I was um, gonna ask like, did she like Borderlands? <laughs> no, she hates she hates video games all entire. I mean, she she absolutely hated video games. <laughs> um, but uh, you know. I mean, I, 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 you know, uh, that was my nickname for her, Minion. So, thanks. <laughs> when, uh, so when I got the shirt, I, br- I brought it in for her. Um, I don't think she even knew what a Minion was. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even better. She hadn't seen Despicable but... Me yet, you know. Okay, <laughs> she uh, probably knows now, and is probably yeah. like, I hate that guy. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, so Danny and Davos go to uh, Claire's place for healing, um, and Claire staples Danny's wound shut. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was I was watching tonight, and as I was telling you before uh, we start recording, I don't remember seeing this episode at all. Mm. And I think I mean, you kind of glossed over the fact it. that it starts off with Danny's origin. Where he is uh, found by Davos outside uh, Shao. Oh, Lu- I said that. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. You got you, you. fell asleep when I was talking about it as well. I was probably oh, reading what, something here. What a dull episode. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it, yeah. I did mention that at the beginning, and okay. they, we'll talk about it a little bit more in a minute because they do mention it again in in the episode. Um. So so yeah. Uh, Claire staples Danny's wound shot, which looks really painful because she's using like it's like a desk stapler sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm just like every time she kachunk, uh, I flinched. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like no, no. I mean, it's it's a bit bigger than the staplers that I use at work, but uh, if you're stapling together like big, big bundles of paper, then yeah, this is probably the sort of stapler that you would use, and we do not want to like. <laughs> puncture yourself with that holy shit uh, but needs must you know he doesn't have anything else and, you know see when she like uh, picked something up at first I thought it was like a blowtorch <laughs> I thought she was going to just cauterize him that might have not been I think as it was, painful I think if it was Luke she'd have done that <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> um, so yeah Danny uh, Danny also tells Claire about uh, Colleen being in the hand and about Bukudo like basically building his hand army in New York and, and, and Claire's like 
basically it kind of doesn't believe him because she's like, oh, well, Colleen's like a good person. She wouldn't do this, et cetera, et cetera. But Danny kind of explains that, well, she's been brought up with them. So this is what she knows. She's been like, and Claire's like, well, she, you think she's been like brainwashed by them sort of thing, which is kind of true. But I mean, Danny's kind of kind of the same because he's been brainwashed. Like, the, not, I mean, not brainwashed per se because the hand are definitely bad people. But the monks aren't saints either. Like, they whip children. <laughs> like, for training, you know? Like, I don't think you would get away with this nowadays. Oh, no. The, the weapon not, of the not children in this is not allowed. World, no. No. Well, maybe in, maybe in monasteries where, like, people won't tweet about it and whatnot. Like, maybe it's okay there. But then once they get out into the real world, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was me. I was whipped and treated badly. And then, they, then you would have a lawsuit. And... and they'll complain to their HR department. Of, yeah, yeah. And they realize that there is no HR department of the monks. <laughs> and the monks will get sued and they'll be like, well, you can have this vase. <laughs> we don't have any money, but there's a vase. Okay, settle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ed, we also see that uh, Danny kind of freaks out a bit as well. Um, yep. and Claire, te- Claire tells him to calm the F down and it always bugs me because you know that in this real, if this scene was really happening in, in the real world it's like the biggest, it's the biggest giveaway for like, that reminds you that okay I'm watching a, a television show and it takes you out of the moment like this person would swear in this situation mm. Danny calm the fuck down Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I know people uh, that have to deal with me on a regular basis mm-hmm. who uh, would say the F instead of, uh, com- they would, you know, that would do that. There are just people that are against swearing. See, I get that in a workplace, though. Like, somebody would say that to you in a workplace. Like, you don't swear at work. This okay, fair enough, on... but... This would even be on a phone call uh, where neither of us were at the workplace. I mean, that's just hmm. the way some people are. They don't, hmm. they don't swear. And Claire could be one of those people, possibly. But I don't know. Maybe she's taking cues from Luke because Luke doesn't swear. He just says "Sweet Christmas." <laughs> Because, I mean, she does use one of his lines earlier, so I don't know. But, I mean, I think that she would have sworn in this situation. Like, but, I mean, that's just me. And I, and I swear. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, I try. I don't swear when I'm at work, per se. But, uh, but yeah, certainly, certainly anyone that's listened to any of our podcasts will know that. <laughs> True. And, 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 pro- and yourself as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. We have an explicit tag for a reason. <laughs> so, all right. So, so anyway, Claire then gives Danny a shirt that a friend of hers left there. Yep. And I don't see why they don't name drop him here either. But anyway, but I suppose it wouldn't matter to Danny when me isn't to him. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> she gives him this shirt and she's like, "Oh, it's clean," but it's also full of bullet holes. <laughs> And Danny kind of holds up and he's like looking at it and he goes, is your friend okay? <laughs> She's like, well, he's in better condition than you. 
okay. <laughs> so obviously it looks short yeah. from when he was shot at and whatnot, and he, he left it there, probably to be thrown in the bin because it's full of bullet holes. <laughs> but Claire has washed it and like put it away in her cupboard for him for when he comes back. Like, but then she's just giving it away to some random guy. What happens when Luke comes back and like, and he's like, "Oh, where's my shirt? I wanted you to keep that and wash it for me and store it for me until I got back out." And she's like, "Yeah, I gave it to this guy." He's like, oh, "What guy? What guy is this? Where, where does he live?" <laughs> I need my bullet-riddled shirt back. <laughs> yeah. It just—it was strange that she kept it. Like, I—I uh, I don't think that Luke would do that, but it was really strange that she kept it. I'd have just thrown it out. But like, this is this is absolutely destroyed, Ben. Uh, so we then cut over to Harold, who we see bursting open a punching bag, and we see that Joy's still there, and she's been working all night on their plan uh, over at Harold's place. Uh, apparently, Bakuro's been basically moving all the money from the dodgy Rand accounts into uh, some of his own accounts in South America. And obviously this takes time, so they're basically draining all these accounts. Um, Harold says, though, that... Uh, Harold also says, like, don't worry about Ward, because he always comes back. And we haven't seen Ward for a couple yeah. of episodes at this point, so I'm quite curious as to what he's doing and if he's okay. Because he just kind of walked out and don't know where he went. I think Joy's changed moisturizers. <laughs> okay. <She laughs> what, just, what makes you say that? She, she just looks a lot older all of a sudden. Well, she has been up all night in this particular. Well, scene. I mean, yeah, so, but in the last couple of episodes, uh, it look. I mean, she just looks like she got old all of a sudden. I think, or I think it's just that <laughs> her makeup's like yeah. worn off, no, and you're starting to see the crow's feet and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, she's been up all night here. Go for a break. <laughs> she still looks like. Better than she has any right to, having been stayed up all night. Her hair is, like, still perfect. You would not have perfect hair like this. Your hair would be all over the place. <laughs> you would have the bloodshot eyes, and you would have eight cans of Red Bull and four co- empty coffee cups sitting I, in front of you. I like my theory better. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so... But, yeah, Harold says don't worry about Wad, because he'll always come back. Like uh, back over puppy. Players. Yeah. Uh, back over at Claire's place, Claire has ordered uh, poison for a body and soul. Oh, sorry, I mean pizza. <laughs> Davos says that uh, all the food from uh, from this world is poison for body and soul. Pizza is not poison. Pizza is heaven. <laughs> yeah, pizza well, is probably coming the up, best There's a great food. scene where Davos yeah. tries pizza. <laughs> yeah. For presumably the first time. Yes. Um, but they also mentioned that uh, Claire is studying Reiki um, and healing through chi and that sort of thing because obviously that's what Danny does and, does and uh, she obviously saw him heal Colleen using the the Iron Fist. So she's kind of been looking into like different forms of mystical healing and things like that. Things that she thought were just like myths and legends uh, and kind of untruths. But maybe there actually is some truth behind it because she's now like seen something like that mm. real life in action. Uh, Davos says that well, Chi is like the breath of life, and that's what makes the iron. That's how Danny's able to summon the Iron Fist. Um, he also tells her about how Danny got the Iron Fist. So basically, Danny claimed the fist from Shaolau the the dragon, or Shaolau the undying dragon. 
And uh, Claire's like, what, is it like a Komodo dragon or like Pete's dragon? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know Pete, but yeah, I think infinite and undying. He doesn't know Pete's dragon, though, come on. Everyone knows Pete's dragon. He was in a monastery. <laughs> he had a phone. He could have watched anything on the internet. Anything. And he didn't if, watch if Pete's dragon. If you had dragon. a phone, what would, you, would you be watching Pete's dragon? I mean, there was a movie, new Pete's Dragon movie that came out last year. Yes, he I must know. have seen an advert for that. Yeah, I think I own it. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. To be fair, I've only seen the original, the original one. But yes. I mean, the original one is like a a, a classic. cartoon classic. Yeah, so he should have known that. Like, that's the first thing you do when you get the internet. You look up the top ten lists of everything. <laughs> he must have looked it up. But uh, but I can see why he wouldn't have seen that one because it probably wouldn't appear on any top 10 lists of anything unless you looked up top 10 lists of uh, movies that had both cartoons and live action in them and I don't even know if you would get 10 <laughs> on that list oh yeah Disney Disney in the 50s and 60s did a ton of those yeah bed knobs yeah, and broomsticks who's framed Roger Rainbow Rabbit Fr- still the best one though true <laughs> But Peace Dragon is a good movie. If you've not seen it, like go and watch it. It's, I don't know how well it would hold up these days, but the the old one, um, I, I, I again, like I said, I don't know. But uh, yeah, he needs to watch that movie and let us know what he thought of it. So Davos, write in and, and let us know what you thought of Peace Dragon. That's what you uh, do so when else? you first get a phone. You you subscribe to the BT or the Agents of Shield cast. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Of course he would. I mean, we're covering his show. Of course he would subscribe to us. He's got, like, uh, I, I don't know what phone it was he had right enough, but, like, you'll have Podkicker or whatever you use on iPhones to uh, to download podcasts. iTunes? Is it iTunes? Yeah. yeah or I, think iTunes. It, I think it's a separate app now. Right. Oh, like a separate podcast app? Yeah. Okay. Well, remember to rate us and uh, leave a review. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, Lagoon the Thunderer chose Danny to face uh, Shaolou and so he's basically the uh, the he, he seems like he's been he's kind of the leader of the or at least one of the heads of the of the monks so uh, between him and the the other heads of the monks they chose Danny to face Shaolou because there's only one could face him at a time um, and Danny is the first outsider ever to be chosen and uh, Davos seems kind of jealous here just He's a bit. Kind of trying to hide it, but like he doesn't do a very good job of it. So he seems kind of jealous that Danny got the fist and not him. He's very accepting. Yep. Uh, so at, the, at this point, Colleen uh, Colleen shows up with the pizza downstairs, and uh, th- th- is this a common practice that the pizza delivery guy wouldn't come up the stair? Uh, depends on the building. Maybe, maybe it, you know, they, you know, you need, uh, to be buzzed in. Yeah, but, like, I mean, the buzzer, like, the buzzer in the flat, and unless it's getting weird that we do this, but, like, the, the buzzer of the flat goes and Claire answers it, but, like, she goes all the way down the stairs to well, get the pizza. Now, it, she saw it was Claire. She knew, she knew it was Claire. Oh, she, she knew it was... Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so if you had a video phone, right, I yeah. got it, I got you. Okay, so, okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, because I was wondering, like, why she went all the way downstairs. 
Um, but okay, that makes complete sense. That's that's fair enough. Um, so, <laughs> Colin, <clears throat> Colin tries to explain that uh, she's she is part of the hand. Yes, okay, but she's part of the good hand. <laughs> Again, with this whole explanation, like, yeah, Madame Gao's the bad hand, and we are the good hand. We're a good faction of it, and we're trying to do good things and like give people get people into good jobs and stuff like that, and uh, give them a purpose. You're like, okay, well, fair enough, but could you not have tried a different name for your group? Like, the ear, or perhaps the arm, <laughs> rather than the hand? Or why not the foot? Oh, no, no, wait, the, the turtles, you can't be the foot, they're bad as well. Uh, just don't name yourself after a body part, and I think you'll be okay. So, so yeah, she kind of pokes fun at her a little bit for that. Um, and Colin's like, well, I want to I want to speak to Danny, and... Uh, Claire is basically telling her, mm, "What would you even say to him? Like, what? How are you going to convince him that everything's okay when it's not?" <clears throat> but she does eventually allow her to go past, and uh, so we then see Danny doing some iron yoga on the roof, and he kind of uh, he kind of goes to like a flashback of uh, of a few different things where where you see him. Uh, back in the plane again and like the things that were going on with Colleen and then uh, we also see him guarding the pass in to uh, Kunlun and he seems very bored doing that yeah he's stacking rocks yeah he's just sitting about doing nothing nothing is happening he's just looking at mountains and looking at empty path no one's coming no one's going there's no one to fight there's no one to talk to Apart from Davos, who will come and visit him occasionally, and all he's doing is stacking up rocks. And Davos thinks it's a great idea that this is what you'll be doing for the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like Davos is almost more suited to doing this job than what Danny is. So it's curious to me as to why they didn't pick Davos to do this rather than Danny. Yeah, it was, uh, well, yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to be explained. Um, I mean, I think that that will be explained in Iron Fist Season 2. Maybe. I, I'm sure I'm sure there will there'll be something in, in this. There will be, uh, they'll, talk, they'll talk about it more in Season 2, I think. Because they don't really go back into it very much here. Mm. Um, I, I did all mention, mention while you were away there, Chip, the, about uh, Claire mentioning the uh, different names for for uh, Colleen's group, being like the ear or the arm. Yes, the nose. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was brilliant. The right butt uh, cheek. They, they could have been the foot. They could have been the foot clan. <laughs> nope, that, that, that was taken. Yep. <laughs> That would have been uh, the yes, line. It... That would have been the line to use. No, that was already taken. Yep. <laughs> oh, but then they would uh, they, they would have had conflict with the turtles. You can't have that. And um, so yeah, Colleen then comes up to the roof to see Danny, and she's still trying to justify like this whole thing that she's been doing for Bakudo, even though she's seen it's bad. She knows it's bad. She's still like, yeah, they're just trying to do good. Like, no, this is not true. <laughs> so yeah, she's still trying to justify the work that Bakuro is doing. 
and like trying to get people, give them a purpose and get them in a good jobs and stuff like that. And again, like we mentioned, he's clearly doing that for his own purposes. And Danny's like, yeah, he's just using these people for his own purposes. We don't know what they are yet, but he, this is Bakudo's plan. Like, and it's not for the good of these people; it's for his benefit in some way. Um, but she does say that like, her feelings for him are genuine, even though she lied to him about being in the hand and whatnot. And it's kind of like, it reminded me at this point, like it was kind of like a Romeo and Juliet sort of thing going on. Mm, all right. Well, I mean, like they're both from completely opposing like families because like the hand thing that she's got mm, going on is okay. like, it's a very tight knit family sort of unit. And Danny would have had the same situation back in Kunlun with the monks because like, they've raised him, you know, like, mm. so that's his family. So they're both coming from like opposing warring families and they've gotten together. Even though they didn't know, <laughs> even though, they, well, at least Danny didn't know that she was part of the the opposing uh, faction. Uh, but it's kind of like like cross, star cross level sort of thing. Mm. Uh, she, it's a stretch, but all right. She she does at least though. Uh, he's still totally pissed off and like just kind of walks away from her, and she she leaves. And she does at least apologize though when she leaves. She's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry about everything. See you later." Like, okay. And uh, we then get a, a nice, cool scene with uh, Claire and uh, Davos eating Joe's pizza. <laughs> so is is Joe's pizza famous pizza over there? I... We don't have that yet. I I I I've never heard of it. Okay. Maybe it's famous in Brooklyn. I'm sure mm. it is, but you know, uh, you know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, New York style pizza is known as the best. Mm. The the stuff that any of our listeners in Chicago, you're wrong. Um, that deep dish crap uh, doesn't play well. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm kind of agreeing to that. I prefer like thin crust to deep dish as well. So, yeah, I think I think I would prefer the New York pizza. Yeah, New York brick oven style thin crust. But but yeah, I think the next time you're in New York, Chip, you you have to find the Joe's pizza. <laughs> I'm wondering if I've ever actually been in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and, but yeah, so Davos eats pizza for the first time, or poison as he was calling it earlier, and he, he's like, yeah, because Claire asked him, oh, what do you think of it? And she's, he's like, oh, it's chewy. <laughs> and she, she's having conniptions. What does that mean? Uh, a fit. I mean, she okay, just, right. I mean, you know, she, she's gotten supposedly some of the best pizza ever. And he's here, yeah, it's... It's not bad. It, it's kind of chewy, food. and yeah. <laughs> she's just looking at him like this is some of the best stuff uh, on the face of the earth. Do you know, I'm curious as to what they eat in Kunlun. I don't think they have ever mentioned really what they eat. They've only mentioned like stealing wine and stuff like that. Not really what they eat. So I, I wanted, I wanted to, to make food from Kunlun and let let us see what that looks like. And I guarantee you it's not better than pizza. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we then see a uh, scene between Claire and Danny, who uh, Claire basically says to Danny that she wants him to stay in New York and essentially be a hero here and not go back to Kunland. Because it seems like this is kind of what he's destined for. And like this, he seems to be in the right place. And this, 
this is where he should be really. Uh, and then, and then we see Colleen who goes to visit uh, someone called Becca, who is a, one of her former students, who is now a. I, I think she's like a, a a nurse who's training to be a doctor or a trainee doctor. Intern um, or at, something, yeah. Yeah, but she, she does say she's training to be a doctor. Um, so she's she currently works at the one of the hospitals, which I didn't catch which one it was, but. it's probably metro general i think it is they tend to tend to go to in this yeah and uh colleen asks her for antibiotics and at first she's like oh no i could get into trouble for doing this and then colleen pulls the like i'm your boss sort of card <laughs> she's like okay sure the, the hand always comes first that's fine I'll, I'll i'll do my bit for the hand okay run along minion <laughs> that's a minion that's like a this, minion. this lady yep <laughs> and uh, and then Danny and Davos go to see Harold and Joy, and basically they make a plan to try and draw Bakuro out by draining his accounts. Um, and and amongst this, they decide that Danny will kill Bakuro when he gets the chance, which is a bit kind of okay, Danny. <laughs> like because he, he's just basically decided that yeah, the prison's not going to work here, even though they haven't tried it. Uh, they're just going to kill him. The only way to like stop this whole thing is to cut off the head. Yeah. I mean, you know what happens when you cut off the head? Like, two more take its place. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. <laughs> Which is exactly what would happen in the hand. Someone else would just take over. And I don't think he realizes that. That like, yeah, you'd have to take down the whole organization and the whole structure of it rather than like just take off the head. But anyway. Um. So, uh, Becca, the uh, trainee doctor, does give Colin the drugs. And she's like, yep, I, I will always do my part for the hand. But so should you. And so she's also ratted, ratted her out to Bakudo, um, who has sent Colleen's other students in to pick her up. Uh, and he's obviously sent them because he knows that she won't put up a fight with them. She'll just go, okay, I'll just come with you. She's not going to beat them up because they are her students and... She, <laughs> she likes them. Whereas if she'd sent a couple of his own guys or come himself, she'd either run away or try to fight them. Right. It's a bit of a shame though that her students would like turn against her so quickly like this. Well, they're brainwashed, and she's yeah, I brainwashed. Mean, they're them. not she under her them. control anymore. They're you know no. They're answering to like her boss essentially. Mm -hmm. Who has sidestepped her. <laughs> uh, so Harold uh, does mention though that he's uh, willing to do whatever it takes to come back from the dead in public. <laughs> like, oh, even killing people, that's fine. And Joy's kind of like, are you sure like this, all this is okay? And Harold's like, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> She's like, okay, dad. It'll Boom. be fun! <laughs> And she pushes the button, which starts kind of shutting down the accounts and draining them. One, this is uh, Bakuro's uh, accounts within Rand. Uh, we then see Colleen again, who has now been strapped to a chair and is taken to Bakuro at uh, one of their compounds. Um, and outside of this, uh, uh, Danny and uh, Davos are staking it out, basically waiting for Bakuro to come out once uh, <laughs> once he finds out about the the accounts. Uh, 
Makuro tells Colin that he's disappointed in her and he's annoyed that basically she didn't tell him when she found Danny. But I mean, she's in love with Danny, so she's. Hand comes first. She gets, yep, exactly. Well, no, love comes first. Love before all. <laughs> uh, and yeah, but, but he basically says, well, I don't believe in you anymore. Um, even though, like, she still says that she's loyal to that. She's like, I'm loyal to the hand, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, yeah, I don't believe in you anymore. So, and in your final moments, you'll still be giving to the hand. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, he's going to kill her, but he's going to do something first. And uh, basically, this is he sends her to get her blood drained. Which, if you remember back to Daredevil, I think mm-hmm. it was, I can't remember if it was season one or season two, yeah. they, uh, Daredevil rescued a bunch of people who were being kept in cages and having their blood drained. Season two. Season two, okay. So, and, and that's a kind of callback to that, because, like, the hand is still doing this. And if you remember from, uh, in fact, no, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I was going to spoil something that happens in, in Defenders there. But uh, but they will use the blood for something mm-hmm. in Defenders. Rest assured, the, the blood is, there has a reason for the blood. Uh, so, but Colleen obviously doesn't like this plan and doesn't want to be just, like, drained of her blood and killed. So she uh, headbutts one of her uh, old students and then manages to get out of her shackles. I'm not quite sure how like she got out of that, but she did. Yeah, little convenience. I think I think she got something when she like headbutted the girl like off of her like a key or, or something. I'm I'm not sure. It was a bit. It was too fast to to tell. But she then fights the fights off the two students that are uh, that are there. Just like one girl, one guy. She fights them off dead easy as well. Like they're basically no threat to her whatsoever. Well, she is the sensei. True, very true. Uh, so, so whilst uh, Danny and Davos are outside, they're on their stakeout, which is they've they've made the uh, the fail of the stakeout first of all by not bringing any food. If you're going to stakeout, you should always take food. That's why it's called a steakhouse, right? You bring a exactly, steak. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not a steak, you but maybe some steak pizza. outside, and <laughs> hence, steak out. Maybe some leftover pizza. True. Right. But yeah, they didn't bring any food, so. They didn't seem to be there for very long, though, but anyway, uh, we. They're used to uh, fasting, they're monks, you know. True, yeah, very true. Uh,. <laughs> we we do find out some more stuff about what they did when they were in Kunlun. Um, that Danny wrecked one of uh, Brother Guo's carts uh, when they were trying to see some girls bathing. <laughs> but all they ended up seeing on their uh, on their adventure was uh, Davos's dad's private nude meditations, <laughs> which is a, a ghastly thought, to be honest. I'm sure it is. <laughs> It, I think it's interesting that Davos's dad was there, so he's like obviously been completely raised in the colony, and the, the families and whatnot live in this colony. Is so you assume his mum was there. Uh, it's unclear who his dad is. Like it's not. That's what I was thinking. I, I I don't believe so, but you never know. If you do, you remember in one of the Daredevil episodes, there was a scene where Stick was talking to a guy. Okay, yeah. It was, it was shirtless and he had long hair. Mm. And they were talking about Kunlun. Like, I know I don't think that's, that was his dad. But, I mean, he, he must be in there somewhere. I don't know who he is. 
And we haven't seen Lagoon right enough, the Thunderer, yet, so... Could it have been him? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so they then discussed, uh, like, Davos, uh, the fact that he essentially wanted to be the Iron Fist. And uh, he believed that it was his birthright and that he was going to become the Iron Fist one day. And he seems very suited to the job mm. of being... Like, because I mean, he's he's a very talented warrior. We've seen him fight, and he's a good fighter. And uh, he would have been quite happy to sit in that pass and just guard it forever and be quite happy. Whereas Danny's like gets restless after like ten minutes and starts building rock towers. Well, the other the other line I like in here is when uh, and it's when they were talking about the cart that. Um, uh, Davos wanted to know why he couldn't drive. Mm. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Danny says, well, you don't have a license. And Davos says, well, do you? No, but I'm rich, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, that that's kind of a... a that's kind of a uh, satirical comment, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> like, if you're rich, you can just get away with anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's quite biting for this show. Like, it doesn't really go into like things like that very often. But well, it's a, it, it's funny because it's an off the cuff comment. Hmm. It's true, and mm-hmm. uh, you, you had to explain how Danny, uh, you know, got a car, and because he hasn't had time to go take his driver's test. No, he doesn't. No, he's not at all. To, to be fair, though, I mean, he's so rich that he could have just, like, hired a, a driver to drive him around yeah. everywhere. Like, a no-questions-asked driver. Like, there's a million dollars. Like, drive me everywhere this year. Don't ask any questions. Like, and the uh, guy would have went, what's his okay, name no on Arrow? Oh, Diggle, yeah. Diggle. <laughs> the, di- the digster. <laughs> Do you dig the dig? <laughs> dig the dig. Diggle, Diggle is cool. Um, but but yeah. So yeah, they kind of discuss they kind of discuss like uh, Danny kind of taking Davos's birthright away from him, and like Davos is is definitely like jealous of it, and we can see that here as well. Uh, and then he's like, "Oh, why did you leave me, Danny? Why did you leave me, Danny?" Wah. He's he's been a bit of a baby, but I mean, see if that was me, and like the Iron Fist had abandoned his post. And like I wanted to be the Iron Fist, I would just be the Iron Fist without the power. Like I would guard the pass. I'd be like the Iron Fist. The Iron Fist is left, but it's okay, guys. I've got this. I'm the Iron Fist now. Here I am. I'll guard the pass. <laughs> and there doesn't seem to be very much happens at the pass, so I'm sure it would have been fine. Like he didn't need to come and get Danny back. Like <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with that. Um. But yeah, D- Danny explains like why he wanted to become the Iron Fist because he had this emptiness in him and whatnot, and he thought that from losing his family and things, and he thought that the Iron Fist would fix that emptiness, but it didn't. Um, and then obviously he was bored one day, and he saw that the way was open because he saw a, I think it was a hawk. Mm-hmm. He saw a hawk flying around, and he realized, okay, well the way is open, like back to the real world, Earth. Not not that this isn't Earth, but you know the mystical plane or whatever this exists on. Uh, he can go back. He could have gone. He could go back home. So he he was like, okay, this is the sign. I I'm away. See you later. But he didn't say see you later. He just left. 
So he then, uh, Danny then sees Colleen jump off a roof of uh, Bakuro's compound, and uh, he's like, "Oh, okay, there's Colleen," and he runs over to her, and, and Davos is just like, "This is that girl that you said was no one." Like, what is she doing here? What's the deal? What's going on? And uh, Danny kind of runs over to her, and she, she sort of like lashes at him with with a, uh, I think it's a bit of rebar. Yeah, <laughs> and she just lies her and she just, like tries to hit him with it. Uh, and she's like, oh, I, I'm the hand, I'm your enemy, uh, fight me, sort of thing. And he's like, no, 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 I don't fight you. Even though, like, why is she still, like, trying to be part of the hand here, even though they've just basically tried to kill her? Oh, she's just like, lashing out. And... Yeah, yeah. She's emotional, very emotional, because yes. she's been, like, she's been betrayed by her family, and, like, she obviously and had the Danny. argument. And by Danny, kind of, as well, like, because they had the argument earlier on. And, uh, but yeah, she's now basically realised that the hand is bad, finally. And uh, and Danny... It, and it's raining at this point, and Danny's kind of like, it's okay. like cause he can, time. Cause, yeah, because he can see that she's now kind of come around to his way of thinking that, yeah, the hand is bad. <laughs> As she's just, like, been nearly killed by them. Um, and they kind of have... They have an embrace. Like, I thought they were going to kiss and have the sexy raindrop scene, but they didn't... In, in fair play to the to the show, because that would have been just copying Daredevil. And uh, Davos kind of watches on and sees this, and and he now sees why Danny wants to stay in New York. Because Danny's got a piece. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, you would think that like Davos would be happy about this and go like, okay, well Danny wants to stay here. Like I'll just go home and be there and fest. It'll be fine. It'll work out for everybody, and everyone gets what they want. Danny gets to be here. Davos gets to be the Iron Fist. Sorted. You would think. Yeah, not so but, much. Uh, no. But uh, that was the end of the episode. So what do you think overall? I stayed awake through the entire thing. <laughs> I, 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 you know... I'll, in well fact, done. I, uh, you know, I went up... I told my wife, she, she was down here, she was... Because uh, uh, the baseball game was on, and Yankees won, um, and I said, you know, about you know about ten after eight, come upstairs just to make sure I'm still awake. <laughs> and that that have been about you know that's that was about at that would be at the thirty minute mark, um, where I usually will pass out. And, uh, no, she came up and I was still wide awake. I had taken a nap before dinner, so. Um, but, you know, it's the episode where nothing happened, but it's also the episode that I don't remember watching because I probably slept <laughs> through it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not surprisingly. Uh, you know, I kind of liked uh, the flashbacks to Kun Lun. Yep. I, I liked... I love the Davos character. I mean, this is where Davos comes into his own, I think. Yeah, he's definitely the the most interesting part of of this episode. He doesn't even get that much like screen time to say anything, but he's definitely the the best part of it. Um You're this is basically the setup to the finale. That's what this episode is. Pretty much, yeah. They they basically just pull the strings and start to unravel the thread of of the hand and uh, mm-hmm. to see what happens. Like, oh, I wonder what happens if you pull this string. You, I mean, will they, will they come after us? 
we got a little bit more origin story background on Kun Lun and Danny and his relationship with Davos, even though it was very, very arrowy. Um, yeah, but not as bad as Arrow. They, they do do the flashbacks right in in this show. To be honest, uh, they are they are very short and well placed, and they all kind of make sense when they when they pop in. Like when Danny's meditating, like you can kind of look at that as like him thinking back about past events and things like that. Things are going through his head. That makes complete sense, and not like, oh, here's a convenient plot thing that happened five years ago on an island somewhere that relates to something that's happening now that we've just actually made up last week. <laughs> but, um, y- you know, it certainly isn't the most... A- I mean, Colleen does have a one good fight. And uh, it shows... I think good is a stretch. I Well, I liked, I liked the fight in the, in the secret uh, blood-draining lab. <laughs> I mean, it was short. But I mean, it just shows uh, how much of a better uh, fighter she is than Danny. Yeah, well, that's true. I, I think I mean I think we've spoken about it before. Yeah. That is part of the problem with the show. Like it is a martial arts show, and there's not a lot of martial arts in it. Like especially when you compare it to Daredevil. But I mean, in this episode, you've got like Iron Fist. Does no no fisting. No. <laughs> he does yoga. Like no fighting whatsoever. He do, he does one bit of yoga. That's yoga it. and eats pizza. And, Yep, and uh, Colleen gets the only fight in in the whole episode. And, and, and to be honest, he you know he has those staples in his uh, stomach, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so he, you don't want to tear those open. Uh, true. <laughs> but uh, plot convenience is a plot convenience because you couldn't you didn't know how to fight. Yeah, sort of like cutting <laughs> off uh, Medusa's hair. Um, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! That Jesus. <laughs> How can we save a lot on special effects? Let's shave the bitch. Uh, <laughs> These look really we crap. Can, How do we fix this? Well, we can either have a really cool-looking teleporting dog, or uh, here, <laughs> or, or, or you know, it's like okay, it's either her here, or we shave the bitch and make a cool teleporting dog. Shave the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, this episode could really, if you if you really boil it down, can be summarized as Danny got healed, recovered his chi, Colleen realized hand were bad, end. All that happens. That's how we're gonna do our Inhumans thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> episode one, the bitch gets shaved. <laughs> episode two, the. They get. Uh, can't even remember. It's only been like a week, and I can't even remember. <laughs> Everybody goes to Hawaii. Daredevil, uh, Black Bolt steals a suit. Um, You're spoiling it, Chip. We need yeah, to wait. Yeah, I know. Show. <laughs> Episode three. I fell asleep and have to watch it again. <laughs> we need that material for Inhuman. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. And we're not spoiling anything. We're, I mean, the show was spoiled before it even came out. Hmm. They ruined yeah. that. But, all right, uh, in terms of this, it was an okay episode. It's a setup episode. Um, yeah, it's not, in terms of action or, uh, this is more of a character 
and set piece, then, um, I mean, you're moving the plot along. Mm, yeah. And you're setting things up for the final two episodes. Yeah. I, I'm, and I mean, whilst, like, whilst I'm kind of poking fun at it a little bit, it was still an all right episode. It was watchable enough. Uh, not a lot does happen in it, though. Still ten times better than any Inhumans episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> Like the, I mean, the acting and everything like that is good in it, and it is nice to see a bit more of Davos. And I, I do kind of wish that we saw even more of Davos, to be honest. I thought, I mean, just the, I just loved the facial expressions that he had. Mm, yeah, it's reminding you of like the fish out of water that Danny was in like mm-hmm. the first couple of episodes, but, but kind of But yeah, he's a, he's a badass. Who's like, he's he's driven by he's driven by the. Uh, his dedication to the to the monks, to the the order of the crane mother. He's he's devoted. He's a good, he's a good pupil. Unlike Danny, who's the rebellious pupil who's run away. Spoiled rich kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. Andy, when you're not eating pizza and pouting where can people find you oh you can find me trying to stop alley pouting every tuesday on 42 level one uh, we broadcast live on allgames.com 4 30 eastern 1 30 pacific 9 30 grinch meantime and uh we talk everything from movies tv shows and mainly video games and uh we did have yourself on this yep. week chip yep. uh get guesting on it was a lot of fun i i always enjoy coming on and talking with you guys and like I said, hopefully, uh, hopefully I get to do it, uh, you know, once every month or so. Yeah, yeah, I'm, always welcome, as we say. I, <laughs> well, one day I'll, one day I'll get, a, I'll get a day off, and I'll get to come back on the B yeah. team. <laughs> well, you know, you're always welcome there, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was fun, and like I said, I was working from home, and the thing about working from home is it's so lonely. You have nobody to talk to. I got a mm. lot done, but it was, I was just. Like I couldn't do this every day. <laughs> so, but anytime when I do work at home, I always find that I get distracted by other things. Oh, it it, <laughs> you know, I, I it's very easy. It's, I mean, I even you know, at one point, I actually did dishes. You know, I mean. <laughs> so, but uh, all right, let let's wrap this thing up. Uh, you can yeah. find me Tuesday nights. Uh, when I'm not on 42 level one at 4:30, you can catch me on the B Team podcast at 9 p.m. Eastern on AllGames.com with my co-host Ryan, Fred, and Eli, where we discuss video games, movies, and television and tech. Um, we did a bit a bit on Hob, and we did a bit on Cuphead this week. Oh, nice! And I do not recommend Cuphead. Is it, is it too hard? No, it's <laughs> it's not what I thought it was. I thought it was a uh, shooting beat 'em up platformer, and it isn't. No, it's just it's a, a boss, boss rush, which means there's no platform. Or I guess there's. I haven't got. I didn't get very far in the game to be honest, but um, but there's little to no platforming, and all it is is beat the boss and that mm. is not my type of game at all I, I was looking forward to a 
action platforming uh, side scroller. Hmm. So, um, but and then you can catch me Thursday nights on All Games at 9 p.m. doing Knuckleballer Radio with Eli and Sean Freeman, where we discuss everything. Really, I mean, last week we were discussing vaping. We talked about the Apple for Apple HD 4K piece of shit. Um, <laughs> we talked Comic Con a little bit, and we talked a lot of stuff. So uh, it, it's always a fun show. We never know what we're going to discuss until we uh, hit record, and we all come with a different topic. Mm. So check that out as well. Um, I want to thank everybody for, obviously, this show streams uh, Friday nights, 8 p.m. on allgames.com. You can catch it there. And we thank everybody for downloading or streaming this show from wherever you get it. If you get a chance, uh, well, first of all, hit our Facebook page, leave us, uh, send us questions, pictures, whatever. Uh, you know, we have our Twitter account, uh, Cast a Shield. And if you're over on iTunes, leave us a review, and we will read them on, on the air, good, bad, or indifferent. I want to thank everybody once again. We will see you guys next week. And I don't care where you got the pizza from. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys.
Namaste, howlers, and welcome to another episode of Chip and Andy's. God damn it, I'm using the wrong voice. Good night, dear. <laughs> Good night, wrong voice. <laughs> uh, love you too. All right, let's do this. Let's try this again. Damn it. And in three, two, one. Namaste, howlers. Welcome to another episode of Chip and yeah, fuck. <laughs> Chip and fuck. Oh, okay. Three, two, one. <laughs>